Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith. You mind if I dive in here with a quick ad? Have you joined that Kevin Smith club yet? Oh my Lord, I'm having a blast inside of it. And it seems like people who've joined up uh, are enjoying it as well. My Lord, I spent uh, all of last week reading from an old ass journal that I found circa clerks, man, on my show, Wake and Bake. Me and Jen been doing plus one 2020 version, which has been a blast. Me and Andy been doing education. It is a fun time at that Kevin Smith club. You want to get clubbed? Jump on over to thatkevinsmithclub.com right now and you can become a clerk, a mall rat, a fun employee, or a yoga hoser. That's the top level, man. It's fun inside that Kevin Smith club. Come join me right now. Shirts, pants, optional because you access that Kevin Smith club right from your phone or laptop. You don't have to go nowhere in this world where we're not allowed to go anywhere. Come out to that Kevin Smith club or rather come in to that Kevin Smith club, that Kevin Smith club.com. What's up, everybody? Uh, this is Ming. Uh, we are not at a shared universe podcast studio. We are at the Dinky, a place called the Dinky in Princeton, uh, New Jersey. Which is awesome. Yes, and that voice you hear on the other end is none other than returning guest Amy Chu, everybody. Uh, yeah, let's clink the glasses. Yeah, cheers, everybody. <laughs> so we are, uh, let's give, we're, we're going to get all the shout outs out of the way. We are drinking, what is this, Tall Man? Uh, it's um, a gauche, right? Glow, right, it is, uh, here, I got Glow Worm Gauche, it's called. The, from, no, no, no. It's called the Thin Man. Thin Man, not Tall Glow, Man. Glow Worm Gauche. Gauche. Yeah. Buffalo, New York. Yes. Uh, 4.4%. I, I went with yes. the low one. Yeah, which is a good idea. Well, I have to drive home. It's an hour drive. So um, I am up here to basically give you a book. Yes, There's, thank you. Uh, for anyone who lives in Atlanta, it's, it's a place called Mary Max Tea Room, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, if you're heading there for a MomoCon or Dragon Con. Or Horror Hound Atlanta, or you know, if you're there for any reason, definitely go to Mary Max Tea Room. But they have an excellent cookbook that I picked up in November, I think. Was it November? I yeah. believe it was November. You requested the book. The I cookbook. did because I think you were going down. I had been at Dragon Con, neglected to pick up this marvelous book. Yeah, I don't blame you. There was a lot going on at Dragon Con, so there was, yeah. there was. Wasn't able to get the book, but when you said you were going down, I was like, hey, can you pick me up a copy of this yeah, cookbook? Absolutely. And I ate there too, of course. Of so, course, yeah. Oh no, I think, you took a hit there, right? <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't November or September. It was the day after Dragon Con. I was. I remember I was dragging. Oh, I was dead. Wow. Uh, yeah. Me and my friend Carrie, who graciously puts me up every year for Dragon Con, drove me over there, and we, as great as the food was, we were so tired that we couldn't even finish it. Can you imagine me, what? Ming Chen, too tired to eat? Unbelievable. Yeah, we ate. You know, it was, we were kind of picking at See, it. See, now but... I should have gone. I would have helped you out. <laughs> well, but I got you the book, and I've been trying to get it to you ever since. I've seen you several I times know, since, and so I keep bad. forgetting. But well, now you have the book. I'm and glad that... we finally get out of the way, and, and now we have an excuse to do this. Yeah, and you're always coming down to us at a yeah. shared universe. Or, I'm always or happy to do that. The stash. Because you guys rock. I'm, I, I rock. I don't know, Mike. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, my God. Eh. <laughs> Kidding. We love you, Mike Zapsik. Uh, <laughs> um, unfortunately, he's not able to just like. I'm going to take off on a. On, it's a Friday afternoon, um, and uh, yeah, it's been quite a day already. We've been, we've been eating, we've been drinking, 
We've been buying buying plates. We've been buying <laughs> amazing plates. Yeah. Big shout out. Another shout out to was that Mia? Mia. Maybe I think it's called Mia Table and Home. Yes, Mia Table and Home. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to Heidi who was over there. Yeah. And uh, if you want a plate or a bowl or a glass with a cat on it, <gasps> like a Japanese style cat, it's on like it, the mecca of cuteness. It is. Or rainbow chopsticks, or is it? Is truly an incredible store, right? And we just wandered in, not think, not knowing what we were getting into. Well, we were on our way to get ice cream. We were, yeah, yeah, at the Bent Spoon, another shout out in Princeton, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I've been, I, but I, what I really wanted to find out was what you'd been up to. You've been up to a lot, aside from shopping for cat silverware. Sure. Yes, yes. So let's talk comics. Yes. Um, so what have I been up to? Yes. Well, it's been a while, right? Um, since I was last on the show. It's been a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I think the last time you came, your kid, one of your kids was was here. Oh, my God. He was throwing and, darts in oh, the Oh, yeah. Background. We have a comic book dartboard in yeah, the back. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He, he thought your studio was the best ever. He's, yeah. So. I'm not going to disagree with him. No, no, yeah. The, 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 our, our house is a close second. Our house was very similar to I, I think bet your house studio. is pretty awesome. I think you bought all the IKEA Detoff uh, glass cases. Yep, the, uh, I did. Yeah, I did. Which yeah. uh, we love as well. Yeah. <laughs> you have, you have everybody, everybody, yeah. Um, okay, so what what I'm working on top of mind right now, um, hopefully people are picking up, is the very hard to pronounce. Uh, uh, but uh, super fun for me to write. Okay. It is the Red Sonia and Vampirella Meet Betty and Veronica. Amazing. Uh, so it was originally only six issues, um, but then I guess due to everyone buying it, it's been extended to 12 issues. Amazing. So I literally just finished issue 11. I think issue 9 is out right now. Uh, which, by the way, I have to do shout out to Dan Parent. Okay. He did the special guest issue, Dan Parent style. If you don't already know, this is um, it's a triple crossover. This is really probably the hardest series okay, I've Red ever. Red Sonia, then Red Vampirella, Son- really, yes. and then Betty and Veronica from yeah. the Archie universe. Exactly, never been done before. So. Yeah, I. Well, well, that sounds wow. As fun as that sounds, and those are all very characters near and dear to my heart. Uh, You're I, like what? I. Well, I mean, I think with all these Archie crossovers, you're like, well, how does this happen? And right. that's why, initially, that's why you pick it up. How do they meet Kiss? How do they meet right, the Predator? Right, right, right. Um, you, know, why, why, you know, why is Archie dead? Like, why? <laughs> why are they all vampires? You yeah. know, or I'm waiting for uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob meet, uh, meet the Riverdale gang. You never which know. I don't think is that far-fetched. I think, uh, yeah. If it can be done, it will happen. Yeah. So what was the biggest challenge? Oh, well, um, the whole thing was gnashing. the biggest challenge, honestly. Um, <laughs> how did I, this come about? Okay, how did this come about? Yes. I'd like to say it was my idea, but it's not my idea. Okay. Um, I, and in fact, I, 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 I have a guess at how it came about. Um, but needless to say, basically, Dynamite approached me and said, Hey, uh, are you interested in writing this? And I, it, was, it took me a, a, a kind of like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you know, um, and I have to admit, my initial reaction was hell no um because you're not talking about just a crossover you're talking about a triple crossover right and if i'm going to write it i mean i need to have an idea and it's got to make sense and it's got to entertain right and, uh, and it was very much of a well i i don't think i can do it kind of response um but then i kind of thought about it overnight and uh, I was kind of thinking, well, yeah, but if I can do it, right. what does that say about me as a writer? You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, you love challenges. And I love challenges. Yeah. So if I can come up with an idea and I can execute on it, 
people buy and they like it, that that's kind of like my I don't know, like putting a stake in the ground, saying, hey, I can I can do anything really. Yeah. Um, and, and what's also appealing, and which is why I also liked writing Kiss, is that it's a team book, right? Right. Um, not to say that it's easy to write one character, but it takes a special skill to be able to write uh, multiple characters. So, And then multiple characters interacting with each other. And, and not... Um, and giving them all agency, and I think that was the real trouble yeah. I was having. It's like, how do you? What? Why are they even together? Right. Right. And so I thought about. It, I was like, oh, well, why? Why else would they be together? I'm like, you know, um, they're in Riverdale, yeah. and there are dead bodies showing up. How else do you have Vampirella yeah, exactly. and Red Sonia show up? And now we've got a story. So that's that's the short answer to that yeah how long did it take you to get to that uh define the genesis or the catalyst for uh i think it took me uh less than a week i don't okay. remember exactly i had to think about it think about it uh but is it exactly that if you ask me how do you come up with your ideas it's literally that it's like well why would they be together yeah. and the initial response is like well they're never really together no there has to be a reason why they're together sure. so you know, it's just kind of deductive. You, you walk backwards and think, well, what would make sense? Yeah. So why does anybody get together? It's like, okay, well, right. these are very why specific Why are we here people, in Princeton though. drinking beer and doing this podcast? There's a reason. Yeah. It all started with a book from that originated <laughs> exactly. in Atlanta, Georgia, of <laughs> exactly. all places. Although, yeah, again, though, you always come down to us. So I'm like, I've always threatened. I was like, you know, one day I'll come up there and we'll eat ice cream and we'll eat ramen right, and, and we'll drink beer. And, and it, we did and, all that. And yeah, and we're not all talk. We make things happen. We make things happen. We make things happen. Including this mini series, which is happening. Well, I mean, I'm not going to come up here. I put you in there. I got to put you in there somehow. I, that would be pretty amazing. If uh, yeah, I know. Well, I know I inspired one uh, a cover actually. Yes, I, yes, I took totally you to uh, one of my favorite places in the world, the Benji's Drive-In Theater in uh, Essex, Maryland, which is just outside of Baltimore. We were uh, we were at a convention. I was driving you back home to Princeton, and I'm like, Hey, do you have time for a real quick stop? I'm going to take you to uh, probably one of the most unique places that that I know of, and one that uh, you'll you'll probably never see again. Uh, anything similar. And I took you to a, there's a drive-in in Baltimore where uh, I used to hang out a lot when I lived there. Um, and uh, as I, I got to introduce you to the, 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 the guy who runs it, very unique character. And uh, oh, you got to yeah. see that, you know, I think we, we ate from the snack bar and uh, we caught a bit of the first movie until, you know, we had a long it drive home. It was it, so wasn't it? It was it, was it yeah. It, it was, was a, it. And, which was a great drive. You know, if you're going to watch a movie at the drive-in. Oh, yeah, that was it. crazy. Yeah, yeah. But your friend, D, was such a character. I loved him. Yeah. You know, in fact, we need to send him a copy of that. Um, oh, yeah, comic. he'll love it. He'll love it. Yeah, he's, uh, his name is D, one right. letter, D, D Vogel. Big shout out to him. Um, um, but yeah, so 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 the uh, so uh, the reason missed opportunity. I would have put you in that issue if I could, oh. but I wasn't sure it was going to happen. Uh, but it was the inspiration, as you can imagine. Um, you haven't asked me this, but I'm going to tell you. Yeah, no, I want to uh, hear it because you were asking me how this idea came about, and um, uh, and just so you know, it's a big shout out to the interior artist uh, Maria Laura Sanapo. She was getting. Uh, she was doing her honeymoon, and we're like, "Well, this is. A, let her have her honeymoon. Yeah. We'll get a guest artist come in." Right. Uh, Dan Parent, legendary Archie artist, agreed to do the interiors. He does mostly covers now, but we're like, "This is a great opportunity to throw a little retro Archie in there, right?" Uh-huh. So I'm like, "How do you do that with Dan's style? Let's do a little time travel. Let's send all the women back to uh-huh. 1973." So, and like, what in 1973? It's so 70s. It's a drive-in theater. Absolutely. So that's when I threw out to Dan. It's like, hey, well, for the cover, what about doing 
a drive-in. Yeah. It's like, great idea. And so since he did that, I was like, oh, now I can work it into the story. Yeah, oh, for sure. I can work sure. it into yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. So, That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, so <laughs> right? So, so you're responsible for that. Thank you. I, I mean, I would have taken you regardless. I'm glad, uh, you know, some inspiration came out of it. Right, um, right. I mean, I guess it's been, that place has been pretty inspiring to me as well. I was, I was uh, quite, I, it wasn't what I was expecting. I think we were hitting a couple of comic book stores. And we were did. Like, oh, you got you to gotta meet my friend. You got to meet my friend. I'm like, who's your friend? Right? Yeah. What, what's so special about this friend? And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's. He's he's he's, a, he's definitely uh, yeah quite a character. Much like the driving that he runs, um, very unique. <laughs> You'll never meet another guy like so him. So for sure, if you're in the area, go to Benji Benji's Benji, right? Benji's B E N G I E S. Yeah. Right? Super cool, especially if you grew up on any of that, right? Yeah. If you uh, so I mean it's unique. They show uh, uh, for the price of one admission, you can see a triple feature every weekend, and they have like legit food there. There's a whole snack bar and kitchen there and uh it's cool you can take your kids there you can you know you do the whole thing where you throw a sleeping bag in the back seat or whatever and uh, bring your comics do whatever you can bring your comics yeah <laughs> you, you know you, you don't have to watch the movie so yeah. it's pretty funny um i did want to ask so when they pitched this idea to oh, you, yeah. and yeah, you were yeah. kind of like ah, i don't know i don't really want to do it do you ever worry that it's like oh man if i don't if i don't do it somebody else will oh sure and, that, that is always part of it where and then um, you read it it's like man i could have done this a lot better <laughs> I wouldn't say that's ever happened where I'm like, oh, I could have done this a lot better. Um, but anytime you pass up on something, there is the, at least for me, um, the thought in the back of mind, could I have done it and could I have done it better? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's, sometimes it is hard to pass up on stuff. Uh, and it, it, the good thing about being a writer is that uh, for comics, we can do multiple projects. It's not the same thing for an artist. I'm sure the artist has more of this where... They, you know, they usually only work on one book at a time, so they have to pass up on right. more things. Um, whereas a writer, I'm like, you know what? Just, I'm just gonna have to cut it down on my sleep. I want to do it. <laughs> so. I think that's my problem. I don't. I think you have the same problem I do at times. I don't, I don't like I, to give anything up. I don't say no. Yeah. And it gets me into trouble sometimes. And uh, well, I mean, usually where it gets me into trouble is I have ten people going, "Hey, you done with that yet? You said that thing we were working on." And, uh, this is happening right now. I actually owe something to Karen Berger right now, and but we're doing this podcast. Shout out to Karen. We are. <laughs> yeah, hey Karen, we love I will you. Get, I will get it to you. Yeah, and today. then uh, yeah, and they're like, all right, listen, I'm working on it, but you're literally number seven on the list. But I don't uh, no, tell no, them. No, Karen's that. number two. <laughs> yeah, I don't tell them what number, number they are. Number two to you. But uh, I actually, I'll, I'll go. Oh, it's coming today. Right. Is what I say, and then sometimes it comes that day. Sometimes it comes the next day. But even. Not if, I mean, I get to it just not as quick as they would like right, it, right. and uh, yeah, you know, and I, I you know, I, I don't like to blow people off. No, I don't no. like to hit the, uh, you know, you ever get that phone call? I was like, eh, I'll call you later. You cancel it. Yeah, no, it's part of being <laughs> professional, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, being professional by being unprofessional by hitting the right. uh, the the, uh, the send the call to voicemail button, which is <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I I. I, I guess the fear is that you'll stop getting those calls, so you, well, so you say yes to true. everything. I, I, yeah, I don't want to. I, I don't say yes. I may defer um, to something, um, but yeah, no. There, there's actually um, two more projects which I again sort of wanted to defer, but <laughs> I didn't want to say no because I, I haven't done stuff for Marvel for quite a long time. Yeah. And lo and behold, I get the call. Right. And so this is the other thing I'm working on, which has worked out wonderfully because I was a little bit worried that maybe I have 
once again said yes to too much, um, <laughs> which are the, the two new Marvel Universe books, yeah. um, Arrow and Swordmaster. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, so so I'm I'm doing those now. Um, amazing. Yeah, which is amazing. It's a great experience because um, it's different. We're, we're, what I'm doing is essentially localization, right? I'm adapting uh, two storylines that Marvel is doing in China, and adapt. I know you're furrowing. Uh, and bringing them to, for the U.S. It. audiences, and yeah. that's just so different. But it, thank God, Usually because the other if, way around. If I had to write the scripts from scratch, then I would be in serious trouble, you know, because it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm doing is, uh, and I want to say it's easy. It's a, it's super fun. Is taking a storyline that exists, looking at it, and then, then for I'm like, oh my God, this is not going to work right. for U.S. And then seeing it's puzzle solving, seeing how I can make this adapt for uh, what I think the American audiences want from a story <laughs> like that. It's one of my favorite things that people are like, wow, why is this so big in Asia? Why is this so big in Japan? And I'm like, oh man, Asians are weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's just like, well, their, their tastes are different and our tastes are yeah. different. Um, everyone likes a good story, but what a good story means is, is different with different yeah. cultures. Um, so I'm learning that, it, uh, but it's a great exercise, and I'm proud to say my 16-year-old is helping me out with them. He's been really, really helpful, because A, his Chinese is way better than mine, because he's actually learning it in yeah. school. And uh, he's been such a huge help. I, I think it's just good. Good talking about professionalism is good practice for him to understand. Oh, for sure, yeah. How to write a comic, right? Right. So I know you were like, I need to get you copies because I don't know if you've read them at all. But I haven't. Yeah, I mean, truly, I haven't read much. I we were in this podcast studio, so I haven't. I've not. I know been, it's hard to read. It's there. There was a. I, there was a day where I would go sometimes I'd go Tuesday night because we would have the books already right, and I would right. illegally cut the boxes open oh my god and read them and not you know we couldn't sell them to anybody but uh, I would read them on Tuesday night because I couldn't right. wait and then uh, sometimes yeah Wednesday uh, there there was a time where me and Mike would grab the stack that we wanted to read right. and we'd get coffee and read in the, in the back of the store to prepare for the podcast and then, yeah, then we open up the studio and, you know, we start traveling and that, yeah, it's been... All that all that takes time. I mean, I'm in the same boat. Like, it turns out that pretty much anything I read, I, I read in preparation for something else. Yeah. So, um, that's just the sad fact of, you know, unless you're able to clone yourself, that's, you know... Yeah, and as much as, you know, saying buying a digital copy kind of stabs the, the comic mm. book store in the back. I can't read digital. I just can't. I'll do it just out of convenience, though. Uh, especially, it's like I mean, I barely have time to, to right, right. wander down to the store at this point. Well, you know, the real benefit of, of teaching at the Kubrick School now is that they get the comps from Marvel and DC. Oh, so sometimes really? during lunch, so you get boxes. That, that's when I get. Guy. That's when I get to catch up. In, yeah. You know, in between class. So. Yeah. So you are teaching over at the. Oh the, yes. The the highly regarded Kubrick uh, School up in New Jersey. What city is that in again? Uh, it's in Dover, New Jersey. Dover. Over New Jersey, yeah. Uh, started about the Cooper family. A lot of, um, I mean, if you want to, if you want to leg up on the uh, the comic book industry, you go to the Kubert School, and they don't take everybody. You have to, you have to apply. You have to submit portfolios. You have to be accepted. Yeah, it's uh, it's been the uh, uh, same thing for teaching. I was um, really. I, it's my first time teaching too. I so. can't. I think you told me the story, but did you? Is this something you pursued, or did they ask you? No, no. I, I got the call out of the blue. Oh, there <laughs> is a story behind this. Uh, so, and I, I was sworn to secrecy at the time. Sure. 
Um, but I got a, uh, yeah, I got the call out of the blue from Anthony Marquez, who was my uh, Red Sonia editor at Dynamite. And he kind of threw it out at me. He's like, hey, you know, um, would you be interested in teaching at the Kubert School? And I'm kind of like, I've never taught before. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just kind of like, what's, what's this about? And um, so, of course, it turned out later that he had uh, literally bought the school from the oh, Kubert brothers. Okay. Uh, but he wasn't allowed to say that. Um, but he really wanted to bring me on board. And I was like, well, that, that's really flattering. Um, but why? It's just like, well, he thought the students could learn a lot from me, um, partly because I have practical knowledge, of right. course. Um, and, I mean, you, right? you've got a pretty awesome resume as well. Uh, you're highly educated. Uh, well, I, I present well if you really need that. You know, not that it's necessarily that helpful in and comics. You have a you have a very strong background. You've been, you, you, you know, you've 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 had to deal with deadlines and editors, and uh, yeah, you've. I mean, you're. But uh, but I've never taught before, and um, and it was you know and here's a question about teaching. It's like well I think he initially was thinking maybe about teaching the writing class, which I totally understand. Yep. But I didn't realize there's also a class called business of art, and I'm like you know I can teach that too yeah. because you know I have an MBA. Yep. Um and uh, and so that's what I'm teaching now. And it's been it's been such a trip. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that's how that came about. That's cool that that class even exists. Uh, I, I think imagine so most yeah. artists and creators have no idea, I have no clue about the business world, which, you know, and, and why would they? But. Yeah, I mean, a few do, certainly, um, but most I have found, I think everyone has to learn through, um, you know, the hard way through sure. experience. So, um, so I, 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 I feel like I'm doing good work by actually oh, yeah, absolutely. teaching this class and it's hard class. I, 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 I'm exhausted at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. You know? And, uh, I know, uh, yeah, we're here in Princeton, but it's a long commute to Dover. It's like an hour and a half yeah. for me. So that, that whole process, which I listen to podcasts on the way, I, I try to maximize my time. Very nice. Yeah, and during my lunch break, uh, I read comics. So everything is about work. Yeah. But the main thing is um, teaching the Kubert School students or sharing with them um, uh, really kind of how to manage their career as an artist. Yeah. Um, from more of a business perspective, because, you know, you ideally want to be able to make a living off right. of your art. And that's not easy. Right. I think uh, I when I think of shrewd businessmen who are also artists and creators in the industry, uh, usually... My mind usually goes to Neil Adams. That guy's mm-hmm. a bulldog. He'll, if you uh, don't, I, I, I pity the guy who owes him money because he will, he will come after you if uh, you owe him money. But he really, I think he's also fought for a lot of uh, he has, creator uh, rights, uh, he you know, royalties, has. Yeah. and uh, making sure that, you know, this is not fun and games. If you're making money of it, pay the guy who. This is a business. Pay the creators, yeah. You know, if you are teaching. Um, Consumers, you're teaching the public that art is a hobby. What kind of service are you yeah. doing to what we do? Right, and you know, but then if your property that you created goes on to you know become a part of a billion dollar right. franchise, you should get a piece of you that. You should get a pretty large piece of that. Yeah. So, so teaching uh, students about IP royalties, yeah. how to think about uh, great. gross net, even. Uh, taxes right yep. now because that's coming up soon. For sure, you know. So it's uh, like I feel like I could I could do I could do like I could do this forever. There's so much to learn. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's cherry picking what I think they need to know as as people as artists entering the workforce. That's great. I I could take this class. I, I, yeah, I need a little more business. Well, I'm acumen. sure you know a lot. I mean, you run your own business. I do. 
I do. But yeah, I need to be a little more more Neil Adams and less uh, less uh, less Ming Chen sometimes. I don't, for sure. I, I I like you, Ming. You know? Thank you. you you're, you're I think the, that might be the problem, though, is yeah. I want people to keep liking me. So I want people like, to like me too. Yeah. So. So sometimes I was like, yeah, pay me, just pay me next time. And, uh, you know, I was like, you better, yeah, in the back of my head, I'm like, you better remember. Right, yeah. right. Um, so you're over there how many times a week? I'm there uh, two times a week. Okay. It's killing me, but, you know, um, I'm doing God's work. <laughs> you are. I, I think the, the, I think the students are definitely getting a lot out of it. And, uh, yeah, I would love, I would love, uh, I, I would, come, I mean, it would be awesome if you guys came, yeah. Yeah. Um, me and Mike bumbling around they at the Cooper School yeah. just for just to see uh, a couple of idiots bumbling around at a, no, at a legit no. yeah. school for um, artists and creators. I just brought uh, Daryl McDaniels down to talk to I, the uh, students, the, DMC. The, oh yeah, my God. DMC, the DMC run DMC, everybody. Uh, yeah, and uh, and I have to say that was the best time ever. I think that was a total win win, you know. Oh, sure. He's just a great speaker. He's a great orator for sure. He's very inspiring, but he's a great storyteller. Well, and here's the thing he's also really quite a good artist. I mean, Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so it was really kind of a privilege because I was—he's he, very self-effacing. Um, but I was like, you know what? I think you should look at some of the students' work. Maybe we can use some of it for the DMC comics. Oh, yeah. You know, again, win-win. Let's give um, some opportunities to new creators. Uh, and I, I have to say, all around, it was such a blast. Yeah, and I know he's always—he's got a great eye, but he's always on the lookout for yeah. uh, talent. He really does have a great eye. Um, but uh, you know, even. Um, he will doodle, and I'm like, you know what? Why aren't you doing your own character designs? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, you, you know, can can you knock out like eight pages, maybe? Like- right, and the, well, <laughs> yeah. That, and this is what I'm trying to teach the students: is um, ownership of IP. If you draw it, you own it. Yep. You know, so Daryl, if you draw the characters, there's no question about yeah. the ownership of these characters. You did it. So. Yeah, and I remember uh, a year ago we were at C2E2. Uh, yeah, he, we had presented some of his concept drawings um, right, up on a projector. Right, right, exactly. And it was cool. He had notes on the side going, you know, this character would do this. So, again, and- I feel really good about that, you know, because Daryl's like, why Why would I draw? I'm like, no, you, A, you were really quite good. Yeah. And, you know, and he has the um, love for it. Not right. only does he have the love for the music, he has the love for the comics, and right. that really comes out. That uh, that's yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I'm sure the students must have been flipping out. They were flipping. Okay, yeah. okay, no, so sorry, the, st- <laughs> the students were flipping out, but the instructors were really flipping oh, sure, out. Yeah. yeah. So, because some of the students, uh, you know, they're they're of a you know, they're, an age where they're like, oh yeah, run DMC. Yeah, my you know, my parents listen to them. Yeah, and I know yeah. who they are, but yeah, the uh, you know, us of our our but, but for yeah for our time, the 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 instructors were like, that was my first video ever. Oh kind yeah, of thing. for sure. Right. So it's it's kind of kind of a, a thing so yeah 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 i love people uh people always bring them uh, adidas shell tops to sign right you know why well, i mean they have a whole song named after them right so. right right <laughs> yeah well you and i both have a pair of his shoes yeah now, he came out cool. uh i guess a couple years ago two or three years ago Was he came out um i remember getting a text and i hadn't saved the number but uh, i got a text like hey what's your shoe size i'm like uh i just text back on like seven and I was like, okay. And then a week later, this box comes. Like this big old box, right? Yeah, and right? I'm like, what's going on here? So I open it up, and inside is a wooden box with artwork all over it. And I'm like, what's... I didn't order this. What is it? And I pulled it out, and I see the DMC, uh, the, the comic book character on the side. I was like, all right, what... So it's kind of like a short box, but made out of wood. It is a short box, yeah. And but it's designed to hold comics. Yeah. That's like that's how much he loves comics. Yeah. Is that the shoe and box was actually a short box? Yeah. And you pull off the the, the lid was gold, spray yeah. painted gold, the DMC logo on the Daryl Make Comics logo. 
you pull it out. There's a piece of plexiglass in between that was sandwiched a copy of the DMC trade paperback. That's right. And it had a notches on the side where if you lifted that off, there were a pair of uh, DMC comic book Adidas's in there, and they were in, in my size. And I was like, whoa. I did you is, feel very special? This is the coolest thing ever. And I kind of felt bad as a... Um, the guy getting my shoe size was kind of like, hey, what are the other guys' shoe sizes? And I didn't know, so I never texted oh back. Oh, my God. So they never got, they they never got, got their that. pair. Oh and then later on, we learned, because there was a whole shoe release party, I think, before New York Comic Con one year, where he unveiled them, but they weren't for sale at uh, the Adidas shop in New York. He was just kind of unveiling them. And I learned, like, the ones that we have are, I have a pair, you have a pair. Those are two of 50 in existence. Which is crazy. Yeah. Did you do an unboxing video? No, not I yet. I should have done that. Not yet. Well, it's not too late. I'm definitely going to yeah. do that. I was just trying to figure out the right way to do it. But I have. Uh, it's over at the studio right now. You know what we should? They should do is another pair, and then we can do it properly. And then yeah. Right? Well, I can't even imagine what he went through to get that made. I knew I it had the, to. The Adidas people apparently are super supportive of whatever he does. So. So it could happen then. It could happen. Okay. Well, they let's, have. Our, let's let's get some fan support for that, right? Yeah, and they have our shoe sizes on file too. Right, right. So I mean, the dilemma is uh, every time I see him, like, hey man, you've been wearing those shoes, and I'm like, I mean, inside and walking like gingerly. I know. I, I, I want to wear them on carpet or something. I yeah. Um, I mean, there I'm there are probably some sneakerheads listening to this now. I was like, do you wear a pair of shoes that are one in fifty? Like, you know, if you're we're collectors, so we don't even want them to to like reach air. Much less hit pavement, right? Dirty pavement in New Jersey. So yeah, so you know, I'm kind of caught. Like, do I honor his wishes or do I? Right, because he's like, yeah, where are them? And I'm like, I don't know if I can. Yeah, just and you know, we're collectors, so the rarity is always in the back of your head. And uh, but but I'm on the flip side. Why would you not wear them? You would not wear them to keep them clean. So maybe, and I would never do this, but you would want them to be mint so you could sell them. But I would never sell them. These are going to be no, passed I down. No, I know. Okay, what we should do, we they're, should... They're, I'm willing them to my son. Next con, we should wear them together on a panel. Yes. And that way we can honor his wishes. Yes. But we're going to take them <laughs> off immediately. Okay. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I think it would be fun. Yeah, that would be Let's amazing. Let's do that. Um, so real quick, uh, as of this recording, uh, Emerald City Comic Con, oh, uh, which God. was to take yeah. place next weekend, um, uh, and a convention I've been to twice and I loved a lot uh, due to the virus, the coronavirus, uh, they had to make a, I, what, what I can imagine is a very hard decision to postpone it to the summer. And uh, I, yeah, I can't even imagine just uh, I, financially, definitely, they're going to everyone's taking a hit from the vendors. Yeah, the artists, uh, the well, the whole the city con, is taking a hit. And the city. Yeah, it, it, there's a huge economic footprint, I think, is the term they use. Right. Where a right. lot of businesses are going to lose out hotel rooms. But I think they're making the right choice. I mean, you know, I mean, what what, so what else can you do? What can you do? There's. Yeah, I think uh, I think for me it just boiled down to uh, like I, I anybody going to that and trying to have fun but worrying in the back of their head yeah. like that's just not. But I think you and I were talking over lunch is that you know if they if they offered us to go <laughs> we, 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 we would have gone. I totally I totally would have gone. I totally would have gone. That is that is a fantastic show. It you is. Know? It, it is really, really is. one of the best shows, and um, I, I yeah I I think I would have gone. Yeah, I. I, I think that just says to us, you know, no matter what, we're, you know, we're going, even in the face of, like, possible illness. Right. And I, I would be washing my hands constantly, but I would have gone. Yeah, I would have brought a, a sink with me, like, next to my booth. Or, uh, yes, yeah. I know that hand sanitizer doesn't, doesn't do anything. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't. I, can't imagine that meeting where, like, listen, we can't. Yeah. Well, hopefully when they do this, that the hotel are also going to honor 
that. I, you know, because I can't imagine the number of people in Arias Alley who had to pay up yeah, front. But, they, um, I, I, I would hope that they allow that. Um, uh, them to move that reservation. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah, sure that's a definite, be. and anybody okay. wants to drop, I'm sure they'll let them refund it. But that just, uh, again, logistically and financially, you don't know if people are going to rebook those booths or the hotels or... Um, right. And then uh, just, I know they had to, normally for the guests they fly out, uh, they have to pay for the flights up front. Right, right. And uh, to move them, I don't know if the airlines were like, you know what, we'll, we'll waive any fees. Not likely, knowing the airlines. Yeah, uh, but just uh, it's yeah, but I, I think yeah, just morally. But 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 you know, hopefully, I mean, great show. So it really absolutely. Is. So I think, uh, hopefully, this thing is doesn't last as you know that that's long. The hope, yeah, and uh, things get back to normal or semi-normal pretty quickly, and we can go back to because uh, you know this. I think this is the year where I think there's been more conventions than I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so all those conventions, I think, are going to take some hit. Right, right. Just for from people who it's like you know I I don't want to risk it. I don't want to go into right. a crowd of eighty thousand people and and it's a real bummer. I mean, I'm st- I'm still going to Fan Expo Dallas next yep. month. That is my plan. Um, I'm still going to Edinburgh Comic Con. That is my plan. Um, so I really hope that these these conventions don't suffer in any way. Yeah, I mean, I love Edinburgh, Scotland so much that if if I knew there was a zombie outbreak and the undead were wandering around, I'm like eh, I'll, I'll take you. You'll be there. Yeah, I'll, you'll I'll be there him, even as a zombie. <laughs> uh, I'll take one of Mike's machetes with me, right? Or right. multiple his multiple edged weapons. I'm like, oh, I'll 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 take care of myself. I, I feel myself. a story coming on here. <laughs> oh, I mean, Mike just loves weapons. Yeah, he has yeah. uh, he has axes and hatchets at right, his house. Right. Uh, no, but I can see this being a story. You and Mike, zombie apocalypse. We should write this where we go to edinburgh and all of a sudden there are zombies and he's prepared yeah and uh we we fight we can our, do that we, we can fight do our that. way back to u.s soil or something or we become the kings of edinburgh we hole up in that big giant castle and <laughs> which i haven't seen yet but yeah oh you will yeah okay <laughs> it's hard to miss uh, apparently yeah 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 so the, i am um, looking forward to that the people who run the edinburgh comic con are amazing uh, yeah big shout out to james lundy who uh was a, a, a an amazing host Oh, good to know. To us when we were there. Yeah, he couldn't have been nicer. He, he brought us out. He, he brought me, Mike, and Brian Johnson out. Oh, wow. And the, the thing was, we had not aired in the UK. Comic Book Man oh, was no. not a thing in the UK. Oh. And uh, I guess, I don't even know how he saw it, hmm. but he really wanted us there. And, and, maybe uh, pirated. <laughs> I think, I think everybody, Whatever it takes. I, well, yeah, we later, so we went there. We're like, all right, maybe we'll have a handful of fans who uh-huh. uh, maybe came and saw it in the US or, or maybe downloaded it. And we got there, and there was a there was a huge crowd of people, and uh, our panel was standing room only. That's so awesome. And we were just kind of like, what, how, what, how? And they're like, yeah, we torrent, bit torrent. Um, so the the UK fans are so rabid for Kevin Smith wow. stuff that if they hear, you know, if they're like, if they can by any means necessary, but their bit torrent's been very good to them out there. They were able to torrent all the uh, <laughs> all the episodes, and uh, it was a very warm, receptive crowd out there. Oh, nice. So, uh, we saw him at the con. We we ended up partying with them at uh, Edinburgh's ha- most haunted bar. And, well, uh, I'm looking forward to the Scotch selection there. I I mean, if you're going to drink Scotch, drink it uh, in drink Scotland. It in Scotland, right? yeah. Well, I think they just call it whiskey there, right? Yeah, I think so. I fell in love with uh, Lagavulin. Oh, uh, Lagavulin was my first. It, it, I swear it tastes better out there too. I'm sure it does. I swear it tastes better. I f- I fell madly in love with the 16 year old 16 year Lagavulin. Uh, picked up. I'm like, mm. picked up a bottle at the duty free shop for very cheap, and uh, I wish I would have gotten two at this point. Maybe so. we should uh, order it here. <laughs> they have it. 
Lagavulin. Yeah, over at the dinky. Yeah. So thank you for dinky. the dinky for not kicking us off. I know. I'm sure they're wondering what we're doing here. <laughs> we're, we're drinking. We're patronizing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, thank you for the update. Is there anything we should be looking up next? Looking for next? Well, like I said, we're, I'm working on the DMC comic, okay. so that that will be coming out soon. Amazing. And I don't want to reveal any details yet because it's uh, you know we're we're sort of partnering up with somebody special with this amazing um but i also dragged uh, my uh friend and mentor larry hama into this <laughs> larry hama who you may know from the gi joe universe yeah yeah because why not you know at this point i think we're you know like i said we life is too short to work with people you don't like yeah. so um so i dragged larry into the party and he's all for <laughs> it it's so great because uh, daryl's already come up with a new song because of larry a song yeah, and I don't even. So we, basically, we need to know another show. Get Daryl in, yeah. and he'll sing it, sing it, rap it, whatever yep, you yeah. you know. Um, I if we ever if Calvin ever comes back, uh, yeah, I definitely we need to get Larry on for sure. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Larry was gonna, I, I think, uh, play guitar too or something. You know, it's kind of crazy. Which, whatever. Um, when we he came down and, and podcasted at the studio one night a couple months ago, which shocked shocked me, but my. Uh, our friends over at uh, the Point Blank podcast, uh, hosted by John Ross Cocosa, got Larry to come down. I think they used to work at Marvel together back in the day. Oh, is and, that uh, right? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Larry came down, and the uh, first thing, he, he stepped into the, the studio, and he saw the we have a Walking Dead guitar in there, and that's immediately what he gravitated towards. So, so he, did he play? He did. He picked it up. <gasps> he started playing. I was like, wow, dude, I didn't never know you. Play, yeah, I've never seen him do that. Yeah, I, was like, I didn't amazing. know you could play a guitar. It's like, yeah, you know, I, it's like I dabble. I'm like, he, he, dab- he dabbles in everything. Yeah, for sure. He dabbles in comics. <laughs> he dabbles in editing. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's awesome. And he's good at all of it. He's good at everything. Yeah. Dabbles in acting. <laughs> That's awesome. You'll be at Fan Expo in April? Um, you, well, we'll Google the dates unless you have them with you. Uh, yeah, I'm not sh- I know he's got, he, he does have a convention schedule. I think he said he's going to be at Long Beach. Okay, I meant you. Oh, me, yeah. me. Oh, yeah, yeah no, sorry. I was trying, you can I find Larry. Larry. Larry's at Larry. Yeah, yeah, no, I will be at Fan Expo Dallas, um, April, end of April. Okay. And then May, I, I'm, I'm trying to only do one convention a month. I, I'm trying to learn my lesson. Again, we don't say no. So if you want to book me or Amy at your time, uh, you can contact us. And uh, then you will via, get this banter. Via social media or, yeah. uh, you know, you'll find us. But um, I'll send you my Dallas uh, must-do list yes, as well. Yes, yes, for sure. Dallas is a magical town. Um, I will be doing San Diego again. Okay. Oh, I should uh, be there as well. Yep. And um, I'm missing a bunch of shows here. Again, I said I'm doing one a month. I just said yes to Baltimore Comic Con. Very hard to say no to them. Again, an excellent show. Yeah, I need to. We haven't been since 2000. Oh. Uh, we were last there when we launched uh, our our book with Dynamite, uh, yeah. Cryptozoic Man. I want to say that was 2015. So yeah, no, no, we no. It's time. You need to. You yeah. need to get back into that show. Yeah. Um, I got Baltimore rules. I'm an Orioles fan. That, uh, based on that alone, that suffering, I should, I should, I should <laughs> right? pay me special consideration. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking out on the rest of my schedule. Oh, so, no, actually. And Edinburgh Comic Con. Of course. So, um, so I just said I'm trying to scale back a <laughs> yes. bit. Um, but I am doing um, a high school show in Trenton. It's going to be their first show. So I felt like I need to support that. Whoa, when that. is that? That is, goodness. 
I'll look it up, or maybe I'll go yeah, with you. Yeah, I'm blanking out. Come, come, come with me because they would love it. So the kids at this uh, Trenton High School, it's uh, they have a uh, comics club, and this is going to be their first con. And how can I not no, you help, can't. right? You have to, yeah. Absolutely have to do it. It's a one-day show. It's, you know, 12 minutes from me. Oh, be, I, it would be a total yeah, dick move for me not to go, right? Sure. So, I'll, um, so come, you know. Okay, I'll, yeah, we can go to my favorite pizza place afterwards. Right, right. Yeah. Wait, wait, is it, which one, what is it? Well, so I, you know, the, the, if you're in trend, you, the place to go is De Lorenzo's. Yes, Tomato yes, pies. Yes. However, if you try to go between the hours of two and four, they're closed. So then that's the last time I was in town. I, I got there right at 210. Oh, my closed. God. So I, I was like, well, shoot, I really wanted pizza. And I found a place down the street, which is apparently the oldest operating, continuously operating pizza place possibly in the country. Um, what? With the exception, well, there's an older one up in New York, but they had shut down for a little bit, okay. so they weren't continuously. And um, shoot, I have to. I, the name escapes me. Oh no! But it's uh, literally a block. It's like yeah, less, I need to know. It's half a mile away from De Lorenzo's, and um, it, it was. Uh, I walked in. It was old school. The uh, you know the red checkered tablecloth. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, the pizza was mind blowing. I like it better. And oh my god! Better to, than De Lorenzo. That's tough for me to say. Because that is our go-to place. That's tough for me to say too. Wow. I love De Lorenzo, but this place was, was I felt better. So I'll take you. Okay, that yeah. would be awesome. It's a deal. Fantastic. It's a deal. Uh, what's all your social media? Oh, um, so on Twitter, it's Amy, Amy Chu. Okay. So super easy. C-H-U. C-H-U. On um, Instagram, it's Amy underscore Chu. Okay. And on Facebook, it's I Write Comics. Yes. Awesome, which you do. Which I do, which I do. Well, and a little bit of TV now, but I'm, I'm a comics girl, yeah. I mean, TV, I'm at, TV might pay better, so... Uh. It pays slightly better. Okay. okay, no, you know what? It pays a lot better. Yeah. So yeah. it's a good gig to have yeah. it when you get it. Yeah. Well, keep writing. Thank you for the update. And, well, uh, thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> thank you for the ramen and the ice cream, the beer. Oh No, you, yeah, yeah it's, it's all good. It's all good. Thank you for coming down, and thank you for the book. Oh, I've... <laughs> The book was, it was an a long term. Well, now I got to find out something that I can keep for like six months before right, I come up, right, drive up here and give it right, back to you. Yeah. Uh, look for us at uh, upcoming conventions, though. Uh, possibly together. You never know. Yeah, that would be so much fun. It's always more fun when you're there. Yeah. yeah. I, I want you to moderate all my panels. You're, you're I love you're moderating so good. your panels. <laughs> thank you. It's all it's all podcasting. I blame podcasting. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Thank you.
King Kong.